everyone, welcome to the fourth episode of Unicast. This week's theme is arriving to university. I am super, super excited to be speaking to Kristen from the international team and Nancy will be joining us later to speak to our student support officers based here at St Mary's. So hopefully whether you're a international student going to university or a home student arriving at university, this podcast should hopefully offer you lots of information. So as Nancy would say, let's roll the tape. Hello. Hi, Meg. Thank you so much for having me. No, it's our pleasure. So right now I am joined by Kristen, who works in our international team here at St. Mary's. Do you just want to tell people a little bit about yourself and what you do and what the team does? Yeah, thank you. Um, So I'm Kristen Pilbrow. I've just started a role as the head of international at the university, Um, but I've actually been with St. Mary's for about five and a half years. So I started out as the International Student Experience Manager, and that's part of what the International Department does. Um, We also look after study abroad. Um, A really big part of what we do is help students around the world find out about St. Mary's so that they can come and study with us. Um, We also have some really specific support roles with them. So for example, we look after U.S. students who are on U.S. federal aid, make sure they get their student loans on time, which is very important. Um, We also do international admissions in the team, and then um, we have a partnerships function as well. So that's international partnerships and um, a little bit of UK partnerships too. That sounds like a very big team. (laughs) It is. is. There aren't that many of us, but we do a lot. Yeah, a lot of different responsibilities. And I guess the question is, because I know a lot of students, when they hear about what jobs people do at universities, they want to know, how did you get into that role and what made you want to work at a university in an international team? Do you have any sort of pathway that you follow to get through here. Yeah, well I think students who are interested in working in the international side of universities are absolutely on the right track because I may be biased, but I have worked in other areas. I've worked in research, I've worked in estates, I've worked in um, US, in a U.S. university in a liberal arts advising office, oh, wow. which is not really something we have in the U.K. in the no. same way. No, no. Um, but anyway, that's very interesting too. I can <laughs> talk about that, but I won't. Um, and International offices are absolutely the best, most interesting places to work in universities. You meet people from all over the world. Um, You maybe get to do a little bit of travel yourself, obviously not in COVID times. No. (laughs) Um, Yeah, and you just get to work with the best, most amazing students too. Would you say that's the best thing about working in the international team, just meeting people from all over the world? Yeah, definitely. (laughs) Definitely, yeah, yeah. So a lot of students that are coming in, actually, because you mentioned that the team includes study abroad opportunities. So a lot of our new applicants have been asking questions about study abroad and what universities can they study at abroad, what countries can they go to, One concern actually is, can I do it with my course? Or are there some courses that you can't do it with? And I guess, can you signpost students as to where they can find that information? Absolutely, yes. So we have it really prominently displayed on the website. So if you go to the St. Mary's website, go to International, and then there's a section on spend a semester abroad or study abroad. So that's where you can find all the information. Um, And then on campus, you can come and find my colleagues, Nina and Rianne, in the J building. And they're really happy to talk students through everything. Um, And they're also going to be part of the, I think it's the student life talks that are going to be part of student induction. Oh, cool. So, yes. So everyone, it's it's very easy to find out about study abroad opportunities. Um, But we have an opportunity for everyone, is the short answer. Um, Even post-grad students can do a study abroad. They sometimes think that they can't. um, But we have summer opportunities. 
So we have um, semesters abroad that students can do in the US, in Europe, in Australia. Um, I might be forgetting some places. <laughs> and then some great summer opportunities too in really cool places like Malaysia, South Korea, Japan, um, Australia again. So there's, yeah, there's really an experience to suit everyone. And it's, you, you can do it at a range of budgets too. For sure. Yeah. I think one of my biggest regrets at university, now that I've graduated and everything's the same once I came back, is not going abroad. I think I was worried that, oh, if I go away for a semester or two semesters, like things will be different when I come back. Like my lecturers won't know me, my friends won't know me. But then actually looking at all the experiences my friends had, like from going to America and places like that, it looked so, so cool. So I think I definitely recommend that students do that. Did you do study abroad at university? You did. I did. I did. Yeah, which is how I came to the UK oh, in the first okay, place. Right. Yeah. <laughs> Listeners to the podcast can probably tell that <laughs> yeah. I'm not from the UK originally, although I've been here about 20 years. Oh, wow. Um, yeah. Your so, accent's still so strong. I know. It's ridiculous. <laughs> All I want is a British accent, really? and I'm never going to have it. If I don't have it after 20 years, then I'm not ever going to get no, it. No, your, your accent, though, makes you always sound super happy and like, you're, yeah. No, I love that. And actually, whereabouts in America? Where are you from? And also, I guess, while we're on the topic, what would be your top tips for students actually coming from another country and getting settled in another? Because you obviously went through that process yourself, both on study abroad, but then also moving to the UK to work. <laughs> yeah, no, it's true. It's true. And there's a lot of adjustment. Um, where I grew up is a city called Minneapolis, which is in the upper Midwest, and it's a lovely place, like really lovely place to grow up, and if you're a Prince fan, that's where Prince is from. <laughs> oh, I'm a massive um, Prince fan. Yes, yeah. <laughs> so um, it is, though, if I can speak ill of Minneapolis, just a little bit insular. <laughs> yeah. um, you know, maybe not a lot of people from other countries come there, um, although that has changed a little bit um, because actually, again, another topic, it's sort of a, <laughs> it's sort of a, a has a proud tradition of being a refugee resettlement yeah, place yeah. as well, so that's that's great. Um, but it was, you know, it wasn't like all of my friends were going abroad. It wasn't like I had a passport until I was until I was on a plane studying abroad. Oh, wow. Yeah, it wasn't something that I, I always thought I was going to do. Yeah. Um, but I found out about it when I started at university and thought it seemed like an amazing opportunity. So I, um, you know, I researched it. I decided to go to the University of Essex in Colchester. Oh, so nice. I knew I wanted to go to the mm -hmm. UK. And I'll always remember, one of my friends said something to, um, to me before I left. She said, when you get there, who are you going to be? And oh, wow. yeah, I know. And it was, like, I know, it was a little bit mind-blowing because yeah. I was from, a, you know, a, a big university. The university I went to had about 35,000 students. It's massive. Yeah. Um, but I was on a small course at that university. I had my friends that I was still in touch with from school, you know, all that kind of stuff. And suddenly it was very daunting to think I'm going to be in a place where nobody knows me mm. and I can be anybody. And yeah. that can be a little bit scary, mm -hmm. but it's also super exciting. So that's the first thing I would say to students who are who are on their way to St. Mary's now. Um, yeah. And actually home or international students. Yeah, I was going to say, anyone yeah. coming from Sixth Form College in the UK or from abroad, yeah, it's your chance to kind of reimagine yourself if you want yeah. to, of course. <laughs> exactly, mm -hmm. exactly. Not to say lose your sense of identity, but it does mean you can you really have the opportunity to think about yeah. what do you want out of life? Like, it does get very deep, deep. actually. <laughs> Quite essential, yeah. Yeah, but, like, yeah, how do you want to present yourself? How do you want to, to be received? What actually are you interested in? What kind of people do you actually want to be friends with? Yeah, for sure. Yeah, because all of that changes quite a lot, I think, when you're in your early university years. Definitely. I yeah. think you spend so long in the same place, especially if you're coming from school or college, you know, suddenly you're at university, you're only there for three years, and you have this chance to be independent and 
find your own way and who you want to be. I, I love that um, piece of advice, actually. That's great. Okay, so back to international students and what your team are gearing up for is the induction week for all international student arrivals. Can you explain to students who are coming from abroad to St Mary's or even to another university kind of what they could expect in the first week um, of arriving yeah here in the UK? Yeah definitely definitely it's such an exciting time so we have next Thursday is our big arrival day for undergraduate students living on campus so we have a pickup service from Heathrow we get them to campus we settle them into their rooms we have a little goodie bag for them love it yes it's really good um, but we are really mindful that there are some students who will be quarantining when they arrive either on campus or possibly even in a hotel if they're traveling from a red list country so um, we have kept the international orientation sessions this year virtual okay great yeah mm -hmm. yeah so that everyone can participate and in a way that's kind of nice because some students choose not to come early they'll come the following week when home students are mostly moving into campus and so they can do their international orientation from a distance if they want mm -hmm. so that's kind of extra information you know how to use the NHS how do you use an oyster card yeah, uh, yeah. <laughs> important things <laughs> exactly exactly all of that stuff that you really need to know to feel comfortable in a place and then also we talk about the academic side of things um, Tori Marland, who's one of our learning development lecturers, does an intro to UK academic culture course, oh, um, cool. or not course, but like a talk mm -hmm. um, that's really, really helpful. Yeah, so it's kind of a mix of some, you know, some fun stuff, some practical stuff, some academic stuff. And then in the following week, um, they diverge a little bit again. So I'll do the same thing again for our postgrad students who start a little bit later. So they'll have um, some online international orientation activities. And then our undergraduate students will either be in their course inductions or if they're study abroad and Erasmus students, our study abroad team will do some special orientation activities for them. So what activity do you definitely recommend that students attend um, either during their induction week or even during freshers that you've seen? We spoke to the um, Students' Union last week and it sounds like they have a lot going on. Um, is there anything in particular that you think they should attend? Yeah, I mean... I feel like I am contractually obliged to say <laughs> that they should go to all of their academic induction sessions. Absolutely. Yes. Um, so for international students, they should definitely come to our international orientations and then also go to their course inductions um, because it is such important content. And I know sometimes people are reluctant to go for whatever reason or it doesn't work out, but it really does get you off to the best start. So that's my official answer. <laughs> no, I think that's a great answer. And also, you know, I had some students asking, you know, saying, oh, but that cl clash with a freshers event during the day and you know at the end of the day there's so many freshers events on just make sure you are finding out who your lecturers are where your class is taking place you get your timetable that week so yeah definitely correct answer that. <laughs> <laughs> although go to all the freshers yeah stuff too because that looks amazing yeah i know yeah. i'm really jealous i really want to be a fresher again. it looks amazing it, does look it so really good. does yeah this conversation has been great but i have one final question that i want to leave you with and i know nancy was really keen to ask you this as well she wanted to know, and I also really want to know, was there any international student or international students that really made a lasting impression on you who like just really threw themselves into kind of life as a simi at St. Mary's? It's a really hard question because there are so many. And I kind of have two answers, actually. Um, one is that I always love seeing our study abroad students who are here usually for just a semester come and adjust like kind of immediately from getting off the plane to throwing themselves into life at St. Mary's um, and being the most enthusiastic Sydney's yeah. ever. So I love that every semester, I love that. And I'm really excited that 
you know, we're going to do lots more in person this year and, and get to see them and do all that stuff. Um, but if I think of a group of exemplary simis, uh, I'd really have to pick. There's a group of students who revitalized our International Student Society a couple of years ago. And they are absolutely amazing. Um, and they, they really did so much to welcome new students to campus, um, but also to internationalize St. Mary's. Um, so it was fantastic for home students, for international students. And I'm really excited to see that the International Society is still going this year. So I would say everyone should join the International Society. Oh, That's my other tip. To say yeah, that. yeah. <laughs> like if you're an international student and you're joining St. Mary's this year, definitely join the International Society. Or if you're going to another university, um, I'm sure they have an international society of some sort too, and I definitely recommend joining one of those. But thank you so much for speaking to us today. This was fantastic. When international students do come to campus, where can they find you? How can they get in touch if they haven't already met you during their induction anyway? Yeah, um, well, they can find us on campus. Um, so we're in room J118. And I always say with international students, we might not be able to solve your problem in the international department, but we can definitely connect you with the person who can. Um, so if you're on campus, you can come and find us. Or if you want to email us, you can email international at stmarys.ac.uk. Um, and if you're interested in study abroad or you are a study abroad student coming to St. Mary's, then you just email studyabroad at stmarys.ac.uk. Perfect. Very simple. <laughs> yes. Great. Thank you so much. Thank you. It's been a pleasure. Hello. Who am I speaking to today? Hi, so um, I'm Felicity, I'm one of the new student support officers. I'm Mike, and I'm also a student support officer here at St Mary's. And we're going to dig into what exactly that job title means, because I always interrogate that. I'm like, so what do you actually do? Um, because I hate when it's like slightly obscure. So yeah, could you team up and try and tell me, at St Mary's University, what does being a student support officer involve? Are you like in an office? What do you do? Do you wear suits every day? What kind of job have you got? Um, so our job is, as the role name suggests, supporting students. Um, we offer out of our support, so 5pm until 1am in <laughs> the Demerilac North office. Yeah, uh, so we'll be there out of hours uh, for uh, anything welfare-based. Uh, if you need to contact someone uh, regarding your accommodation or maybe you're having prob problems with first couple of weeks uh, separation anxiety maybe, or even if you just want a cup of coffee and talk about uh, societies and whatever else is going on here at uh, St Mary's, then that's what we'll be there for. Mm -hmm. Oh, fantastic. And I'm going to assume that, you know, should a squirrel break into your student bedroom, you guys are the people to go and talk to. You might not fix the squirrel problem. Don't call us for a squirrel yeah, no. problem. <laughs> you might not fix the squirrel problem, but if they're like, where do I go? Who do yeah. I talk to? Yeah, we can tell you exactly yeah. who will fix your squirrel dilemma. <laughs> <laughs> that sounds really good. Do So, like, in your, in your halls, which is where you guys are based, Demarilac, it's a big one, it's one that, like has like quite long corridors, lots of different groups of students in little kitchens yes. and stuff. Do all the students live there or like have you got other areas of campus that you cover as well? Yeah, so we um, are, support all the accommodation run by the university, so not the private ones, just the university ones. Um, there's quite a lot of different halls. There are, aren't they? Yeah. yeah, there are quite a few. Um, and normally um, they're all nearly all catered for by the refractory and um, 
Yeah, there's, there's so you get like, your meals in there. Yeah. You pay for your accommodation, and that often includes like right, you've got your breakfast voucher. Yeah. Blah, 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 blah. And um, yeah, they're all laid out slightly slightly differently. There might be uh, different amounts of students on your um, like on the hall that you're living in. Yeah. But you'll have your own bedroom, and you might have your own ensuite, or you might be sharing toilets and showers. But they are lovely. And yeah, you've got more than enough to yeah, kind of make sure you can wash your hair when you need to, basically. Yeah. Cool. Also, um, while yeah. we're on the uh, topic of accommodation, even if you live off campus, you are able to call us anytime yeah. as well. Um, and of course, I've heard that you guys are really close to one of the really important teams on campus, security. Yes. Yes. How do you work with them? Um, so we're kind of like uh, part of the security team. I think we're classified as co-security. We are. Um, but security regularly do patrols to keep the um, campus safe. They make sure everyone gets home okay. And they, you can call them for things like um, emergencies, if there's first aid. Um, they're like the if, first port of call yeah, for a lot they, of those big. Yeah. Um, and if you call, uh, I think if you call 999, they'll... Um, they also get notified so they can double check that everything's okay. Yeah. So yeah, we've kind of covered like who you are, what you do here. We've got the official stuff down. Um, but what was it that drew you to this job? Like, why are you interested in this? Have you been to uni yourselves? Like, what's your story in, you know, a little bit of a nutshell? Um, so I went to, uh, the University of Plymouth and I did psychology and sociology um, and I got really involved in the student community. Uh, I did. Um, I was a welfare advocate uh, within sports societies. I did lots oh, of really stuff with the similar to this then in some um, ways. Yeah. yeah, and lots of stuff with the student union. And I just think student support is so crucial, and it's so important to actually be like have a student-centered approach and actually offer the support students need. So a role like this, which is very like front facing and we will we I want to be able to talk to students or we want to be able to talk to students and see what they need and the support they need and like some students will just come out and say I need this I need that can you help me I know exactly which desk to go to and I'll just ask a question ding ding the bell whatever but like so often it's not like that you're dealing with a lot as a student right yeah Yeah. I think it is really hard because sometimes it feels like you the support isn't there for you but in your is. exact moment at that yeah, time where it's really tricky and you're like what, what do I do in this particular situation but yeah and I think it's it's important to have people that will help you find them the support you need or um the team you need because there's so much support but it's sometimes a little bit difficult to kind of distinguish which one you need the most. Yeah, it can be a bit overwhelming. Yeah. yeah so is that similar story to you Mike why you decided to go for this job? Uh, so yeah, I actually studied at Wolverhampton University and I worked in the student union as a school representative there as well. And cool. also in a security role of a weekend. So Oh, you were a security a guard yeah. as well. Cool. <laughs> yeah. Uh, so I, I kind of had the best of both worlds coming into this job. I had a, a, a good mix of uh, past experience. What did you study at Wolverhampton? I studied philosophy and creative professional writing. Oh, was, cool. Yeah. Okay, well, and you, well worth it. Are you, am I right, you came to that a little bit later, you didn't go straight away at 18, right? Yeah, so I took some time off, I was uh, working when I finished college. Um, what kind of work did you do? 
Also, let's have a on the docks <laughs> in oh. Liverpool. Oh, you're uh, from Liverpool. I, I couldn't tell. Yeah. I, Interesting. Uh, I was driving a forklift truck, actually, <gasps> before. You have to get a special licence for that. That's you pretty do, cool. Yeah. Yeah. It was, uh, it was quite fun, actually, driving a 32-ton truck <laughs> So we've heard a little bit about what your jobs are, guys, and you seem very friendly and, like, nice people. I would, you know, if I lived in halls, I'd be like, hi, you know, and where I'd feel like I could go, oh, my gosh, I need your help. <laughs> I have forgotten my key. And you might not have my key, but you could help me find my key. Yes. Who knows? Um, so I was wondering, moving us on, can we have a little think about... I want you to help me explain to our wonderful listeners what is actually involved in moving to uni because that is our theme of the week. Um, obviously, people might live in accommodation, mm-hmm. um, so they they move in, and yep. it's a bit of a mess, I guess. But yep. you guys are there uh, with lots of other people to help on moving in day, right? Oh yeah. Um, so uh, this year, I think the move-in date is the. 19th but for international students it's a little bit earlier and it depends what course you're doing um but it'll be like a saturday or a sunday yeah and yeah. it's the sunday for most students and they're doing um freshers week from that sunday until the weekend um what uh you will get some more information but you get a map you should get um your student id you should be all signed in you'll get lots of help from the student ambassadors and um, the registry team and everything like that and then you'll be shown to your room you'll be able to your parents will be able to help you or <laughs> your um, whoever's come with you to help you move into university or will be able to help and you can put your stuff in your room um, and decorating it yes, takes longer decorating it with new does fairy lights and whatever months, <laughs> but it is it feels so much better when you've made it your own space. Oh, that's nice. And so if someone came on their own, you know, they just pitch up with their stuff in a suitcase and all the rest of that, you know, if they've had to come quite a long distance or maybe they've not got anyone to help them move in. I mean, you guys are all there. Yeah, there's, Big lo- yeah, there's so many people that will be able to help you in. It's a great way to meet some of the, <gasps> yes. the university team. You might meet your best friend like I met one of my best friends um in the first week of university and i live with her now like Aww. four or five years later <laughs> so it's a good that moving in and meeting people and chatting to people is the best way to meet you'll some probably of your... meet your resident mentors as well yeah be... or when you're senior residents what, yeah. what are they who are they who are those dudes they will be working closely with us as well and they will be based in whatever accommodation building mm. uh, that you are staying in so you'll probably get to know them all eventually uh, ca- campus can be quite tight knit but uh, no doubt when you first move in you'll meet your resident mentor so senior. they just hang around your yeah. halls or? so your rms or resident mentors live in oh. the halls that's better um so <laughs> they live in they'll live in dmac for example or demerilac they'll live in clive or whichever halls that you live in they normally will come say hi they'll be on call if there's a issue they're there and they'll help you out um they do also work at the university um as well um so you'll probably see them around quite a lot and then there's the senior students no sorry senior residents who are students um but they live in halls and they're there to help you out um similar role yeah yeah yeah, they're volunteers um and they'll help you out with any issues they get lots of really um interesting training um so they're quite clued up on what's happening and 
how to support students. Oh, fantastic. Doesn't sound too tricky. That's all good. Um, my own story about this is not mine. It is my husband's, who, when he moved to uni up in Leeds, um, he was, like, putting stuff in his room, and they have a nice shared kitchen. And his dad, who was, you know, 50 or so, and, you know, quite an extravagant guy, he was like, hello, and walked straight into the kitchen and was, like, making friends with all <laughs> my husband's soon-to-be friends. And they were like, so, yeah, um, what are you here to study? And he was like, oh, no, 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 I'm not going to live here. I'm, I'm Hugh's dad. Da, 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 da. <laughs> um, and, like, they'd all worked properly welcomed him in and been like, oh, great, cool. All right, we're living with this guy. Great. Like, they weren't there to judge him as, you know, an older person or someone who was just extremely confident or, you know, like, had this accent or had that accent or whatever. Um, like, moving in date is actually just full of people wanting to be nice to you. Yeah, it's full of people that are in exactly the same situation as you. They're all moving in to kind of a place that they've never been to before. They're probably feeling a little bit scared. And if you have a chat, you might make friends. You might just have someone that you can talk to when it's late at night or about the course. You might yeah. be on the same course. You might find out that that's actually the course that you wanted to do in the first place. And so you might swap onto theirs and be <laughs> like course mates. But yeah, yeah the people that you live with are going to be fab. I wondered if you guys could give us some tips about some of the like key things that not everyone experiences these problems when they move to uni, but like what are things that people might be concerned about and how can they be tackled? Like I'm sure you guys have got tips and like things that people can do to make themselves feel a little bit more at home at uni. And I guess homesickness is the obvious one. Did you guys experience that at uni? Yeah, I think it was one of the first times that I'd ever felt homesick because I also, similarly to Mike, um, took a year out before going to university because I uh, didn't get the A-levels I wanted so I did an extra year um, so I'd stayed uh, until I was 19 and then went to university and it was the first time that I'd ever felt homesick and um, it was it was difficult I, I think I called my mum in the first couple of weeks and I was like crying down the phone it was really sad it was really nice talking to her she was really helpful and it wasn't because university was like wrong difficult or wrong yeah. it just was different and it's kind of I just needed to get into my routine mm. and kind of talk to my friends about it talk to my family about it and kind of sort of kind of connect my like be able to talk to my network be able to talk to my family and not realize just because I'm away doesn't mean that I can't talk to them and like it's sometimes there's a bit of an in-between phase maybe where you're like um in between feeling completely comfortable in your home life, if you've moved out you moved out to go to uni, you're like, I'm not there all the time anymore and I haven't made really, really, really strong friendships like I have at home here yet. Yeah. And you've kind of got to like experience being in both at the same time and like building them up, right? Yeah. Yeah. Definitely. So what what kind of um, things can people do if they're feeling homesick? Flick flick. Felicity has already given <laughs> us a really great tip there. Mike, did you have that problem? Was it not so much uh, yeah, again, it's about getting acclimatised to your new surroundings. And uh, for me personally, I found getting involved with societies or it doesn't have to be within the university either. You could find a society that you like outside of your university environment. Maybe you go to a different gym or oh yeah, uh, try... If they've got a student-like scheme running where it's cheaper mm. for you and stuff like that. Yeah, absolutely. And uh, Get those discounts. Absolutely. Make use of all the discounts for <laughs> your university because <laughs> you'll miss them uh, once you get older. 
But there's uh, all sorts you do, uh, gyms, different classes outside the university as well as inside, um, plenty of societies. Yeah. And if they don't have a society that you like, create your own, mm-hmm. speak to the SU. Oh, we're singing from the same hymn sheet as them. They were all <laughs> over this advice last week. Yeah. They'll be glad to know that you're uh, you're See, also... You'll be surprised at how many people are Never. thinking the same way as you. Yeah. If you're thinking, oh, they haven't got this society, and then you start one up, everyone will go, oh, that sounds great, let's get involved. Um, and like a couple of your mates might want to do it, and you're like then meeting other people, and then helping them feel at home, actually. You'll be surprised how like you're suddenly helping other people you're like I'm, I've only been here two terms what is <laughs> <laughs> um that's cool so yeah another point um I don't want to use the the I word the isolation word too often because uh, we've all heard it enough what with <coughs> COVID um but I guess you've covered a few things about like if you're just feeling like you're on your own you know those are all good things to do um is there anything else that you know can stop someone if they're just feeling like they're on their own? They haven't seen many people over a weekend. Sometimes weekends are a bit weird, like if people go home and yeah. whatever. Um, I don't know. Any more tips? I think the main one is uh, it's kind of just making sure that you talk to people in any way that you can. So whether it is just like small talk, yeah, or, even. or like yeah, talking to your flatmates in the kitchen or. Um, like zooming someone or sending them a message on social media or um, like emailing or sending a letter that's always a lot of fun oh really um, old-fashioned I yeah, like I it it's, it's some, yeah I would always recommend sending a letter because it makes people feel so nice and it feels good getting one back and it really able does to read it and like you can write whatever and it's can you don't even need to send it afterwards you can just keep it and it's like it's almost like journaling to yourself or writing a letter to yourself oh my god that's an amazing idea i would never have thought of that that's fab um yeah fantastic any other thoughts guys just try something new basically and you never know you might find a new hobby that you enjoy more than anything fantastic so i know that what some people might be worried about is thinking about you know knowing who to contact, not necessarily in an emergency, but in those moments where you're like, I have not experienced this situation before. I have lost my friend, they are not very well, I wanna make sure they're okay, but it's like 11 o'clock at night and we're coming back from the student union night or whatever. Like, I've put on my bit of paper here, because I plan very well. All day and all night, who do you talk to? Um, so yeah, you guys sound like the experts. Um, how can people contact you if they um, need help? So we're going to put our contact information in the description. Oh, yes, show notes. Yeah, yeah. Um, But you can contact us or you can contact security if it's during the day, uh, student services or the new student hub is going to be your port of call. Um, Oh, that's like lots of, it's like one desk where you can be like, who do I talk to? Yes, and and they'll be able to help you out and suggest um, who you should contact, whether it's about funding or your well-being or that you're worried that you're on the wrong course or that you feel homesick or whatever Mm. they'll be able to help you out and the same with us we'll be able to do that but after 5 p.m oh good cool so no one should if there's nothing we can do then we'll know who to contact that's good so whether you're a chatty person or a very chilled out person so like for the listener mike is leaning back in a really cool way like really relaxed (laughs) really chill he's like 
he's not a guy who talks fast. He's not like me who goes like, ah, da, 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 da. He's like, okay, cool. And that is exactly someone's wavelength. And they'll be delighted to chat to you, I'm sure, Mike. And Felicity is also also very thoughtful. I don't know. What's your style? You're poisoned, thoughtful, ready with a smile and an answer. Or a, oh, okay, I don't know about that, but I'll try. So let's finish by talking about your two final thoughts. A bit like Jerry Springer, we're going to have a final thought. Um, Because we want to know how you think students can give themselves the best shot at having the best time. It won't be like a perfect time when they move to uni necessarily. It won't be like every minute's brilliant, but like there are probably things they can do that will help <laughs> help make it like really likely they have a good time, even if there are little bits where they're like, oh, I'm a bit tired, whatever. And I think someone wants to talk to me about sleep. Who's that? <laughs> <laughs> sleep is so important. I think if you want to have, a, if you want to give your chance, if you want to give yourself the best chance of having a good time, I think the building bro- blocks are so important so sleep food and like just looking after yourself and like giving yourself a little bit of thought and a little bit of care but sleep big important one um it helps you think it helps you learn it helps you um just do just be happier or be like respond to situations like um, proportionately yes yeah because it's so if you if you've only had one hour's sleep last night you are it's so hard to be smiley and happy because you're just so tired um so i'd say sleep and making sure that you sleep in a dark cool room um oh good point um and you have a nice pillow and you know have a nice blanket Some and nice you... lo-fi music yeah waterfall <laughs> sounds <laughs> I, like just to add on lava lamp if you have a favorite toy that's always a good thing or whether you just have like something like a cushion that has like a stupid picture of a dog on it you yeah. know if it looks really silly and you're like mm, i'm not very grown up but i'll i'll bring it anyway because it's comfy like yeah. don't it's be embarrassed about that yes it will be tempting as well especially within your first few months when the modules are just gradually building up to go oh well i'll go out every night and that'll start to ruin your sleep pattern and then, and then it's ruined isn't it oh, for yeah. a while and then you'll be tempted to smash three or four cans of Red Bull before... I'll just do the essays, yeah. ...to do an all-night as well. And you, you do not want to get into that habit. Absolutely not. So yeah, no, you start you start twitching a little bit. It's not very good, and yeah. your essay is terrible. Mm. <laughs> Don't ask me how I know. <laughs> Chamomile tea and a good oh. night's sleep. That's what you want. Oh, great shout, guys. <laughs> so, in, yeah, that summed it up very well. We're not telling everyone. You've got to go to bed at 10.30. It's about, like, just making sure that your routine doesn't go super far the other way. You've got some nights out, but you, like, (laughs) don't not turn up to all your lectures, like, for the first few weeks. Bad idea. (laughs) Okay, and then, Mike, what's your top tip? Uh, So, yeah, get stuck in. That was uh, something I can't stress enough. If you had a slogan, that would be your slogan. Oh, yeah, definitely. We're going to get it on T-shirts. Oh, my God, you should. (laughs) Really should. Yeah, get out there, meet societies, uh, meet... The people in your halls uh, get to know your community very well inside and out of the university and before long it'll feel like home within a home, like a home away from home even would be a better way of putting it. And obviously your home will always be there, you can always FaceTime and phone call as well. 
uh, but yeah, getting used to your environment. The quicker you can get involved with more people, the better it'll feel. Get involved. Oh, get yes. stuck in. <laughs> Great slogan. I know that you guys, obviously you're like living in halls, you are there and you're spending a lot of time working with students in like a, oh great, let's, you know, see if we can fix this problem, let's have a chat. And those are the people who you speak to most who live on campus. But we do actually, in London um, especially, have loads of students who might be living at home with their family and then getting the bus in, getting the train in, probably not driving because that's expensive. Um, but I guess, do you have any tips for them, especially in the first few weeks, um, of things they could be like using or tips they could be kind of drawing on because they're not all living together and they're here during the day, maybe not until like 1am, maybe they sometimes would be, but they've got to like find a way to feel at home on campus as well as, you know, at home at home. <laughs> um, well, St Mary's has actually created something called uh, the commuter lounge which is amazing because you can as a commuter have your own little um, locker so you can bring lots of things and then put it in your locker and that means you don't have to carry around all of your bags while you're walking around the university it's also really nice like I went in there the other day and it's so pretty would recommend it people don't quite wear their slippers but and a dressing gown but like almost it is it's very <laughs> homely and it's got computers there's also the library that you can always use even if you're commuting in um, there's parking for if you do drive. Um, it's sometimes pretty damn competitive, isn't it? Yeah. But like, I think especially um, you know a student who might be, um, you know, like in in receipt of a disabled badge. I'm thinking of someone I know who's got a disabled badge, and they've also got to do go and do placements at a workplace as part of their course. Mm -hmm. And like, if they didn't have that car on campus, it would be really hard and really yeah. annoying. So, of course, security are like, great, we'll sort that out, bam, bam, bam. Yeah. And you know security. Yes, yeah. Just yeah, <laughs> ask them, they'll definitely be able to help. Um, the other thing for commuters is, talk, like, talk to your lecturers, because they will, like, want to want your help for things. They will want to get you involved in any of the academia stuff that you want to get involved in. Like, they might do research projects and stuff. Um, Oh, but that's for everyone, but would recommend talking to your lecturer if that's Yeah, like that. if, you've, if you've met someone who seems especially like on your wavelength and teaches one of your modules, saying like, do we need a course rep? Could I do that? And that gives you another reason to be on campus. Yeah. Like maybe a bit longer in the day than like the two hour lecture that you have at like 10 to 12 or something. It's like building stuff in and you can study in between, I guess. Yeah, and definitely yeah. like societies and sports clubs are for you as well and the gym and the everything else that the university offers they will try and make it as um accessible to community students and the important thing is though if you are looking at your like welcome pack i guess and you're like okay right so my lectures don't start till the 20th i'll just not come in before then like that's a that's a bad shout because you don't actually have everything laid out for you like if you come in for freshers week you see all the all the different like societies and clubs and you actually see everybody in the same place. Mm -hmm. And obviously it's like best to do it then rather than be like, oh, I'm left out. Yeah. <laughs> like later, I guess, yeah. Yeah, and you'll meet people and it will be fun. There's loads of like during the day activities if you want to do that or if you want to go for a night out, there'll be ways to sort it out so you can go on a night out and still have a good time whether or not you're drinking. Yeah, absolutely. And Mike, I know that you studied, where was it? You studied Wolverhampton and you come from Liverpool or the yep. surrounding area. Did you, you didn't commute in, did you? Because 
no, be really I, long. I, uh, I lived off campus, but I lived within five, ten minute walk of the university. But what we'll add to commuting is looking to get a train card because it will save you thousands. Like a student really card? Would, like a student rail card, mm. yeah. And they probably do bus ones, I'm not too sure. You'd have to I think TFL, because we're, we're just in London, we're at the, we're at the edges, but yeah. TFL London, you can just Google like student pass. And it would save you money. I would totally recommend yeah. that too. My, the one I got, I think, when you get a student account with Santander, they give you a free year one, which is absolutely amazing. Oh, for like national That's, rail? Yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. That'll save you literally thousands over the course of three years. So but it wouldn't do you it. much good if you were just travelling between like Twick and Emmerhounds, though. You'd be like, hang on, my national rail card isn't getting me very far. And you'd be like, oh, yeah, that's because <laughs> it's the wrong one. So, yeah, it's just like, what have you got in your area? Like, find the deals uh-huh. and like, Definitely. don't find yourself. If you fancy a weekend away as well and you're exploring, then <gasps> national rail cards there as well. Very good point. When you've got friends who are at different unis or live in different towns, you've got to make the most of those weekends. That's it. Yeah. Fantastic. Those are great tips. Thanks, guys. Thank you for listening to us today. Make sure you subscribe to us wherever you get your podcasts. If you like what you hear, please do leave a review as it helps people find us. You can follow us on Facebook, Twitter, TikTok or Instagram at Your St Mary's. We love answering questions. So if any, please do get in touch at unicastpodcast at stmary's.ac.uk. Bye. Bye.